just put in the work because hard work does pay off. Welcome to Agency for Change, a podcast from Kid Glove that brings you the stories of change makers who are actively working to improve our communities. In every episode, we'll meet with people who are making a lasting impact in the places we call home. Hey, everyone. This is Lynn Weinman, president of Kid Glove. Welcome to the first episode of the Agency for Change podcast for 2024. Happy New Year. Today's guest, Alexis Schwartz, is executive director and head of purpose partnerships of The Guardian U.S., and we're talking with her today to go beyond the headlines and explore some incredible initiatives driving positive change. We're excited to uncover the stories and insights that are shaping positive transformation. Alexis, I am eager to talk with you today. Welcome to the podcast. Well, Lynn, thank you. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, you are our first podcast for 2024. So we're excited to kick this off with you. I'd love to start by just having you tell us about the Guardian US. Oh, well, that's one of my favorite questions. And so thank you. <laughs> I'm happy to share. For you know, your listeners out there that don't know, the Guardian is part of the Guardian News and Media an independent global news organization, believe it or not, that reaches over 111 million unique browsers worldwide. And that's here in the a US, lot of browsers. Yeah, that's a lot of browsers, right? A really large global news organization. And here in the US, we reach about over 40 million in the US. Again, pretty big, big audience market. Yeah. And the way I always like to describe The Guardian is I say that we deliver fearless investigative journalism. You know, I we give a voice to the voiceless. We hold yeah. power to account, and we do that without any political or corporate ambitions. You know, we provide on-the-ground coverage here in the U.S., but also global issues, and they include things, you know, our favorite topics include the climate crisis, the fight yeah. for democracy, women's and racial equity issues, but we also cover really fun things like art, lifestyle, sports. We just launched a new well health and wellness vertical called Well Actually. Nice. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we really cover the gamut, but we also are doing the work that matters to drive change and to impact society. Our reporting gives voice to, voices to initiatives from, I mentioned, sustainability, social and racial equity. And, and we've really done that. Like we've actually created impact and created change in communities. We're primarily reader funded. And this is incredible news. We most recently surpassed a 2 million revenue, reader revenue goal um, during wow. our annual year-end campaign. So, you know, what does that say to you? That validates the want and need for independent, credible journalism that's accessible to everyone. That's amazing. Alexis, I knew I was going to love talking to you <laughs> because most of your favorite topics are also our favorite topics on the Agency for Change, Sustainability, Causes that Make a Difference, the Arts, Women's Issues, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. So thank you so much for that. I love one of the things you said in the very beginning was you highlighted the fact that you are independent. And can you shed some light on the importance of independent journalism in the news and media landscape and what makes the Guardian U.S. different? 
So one of the things that really speaks to our independence is that we are unlike any other news source. We do not have a paywall. And because we believe the paywalls breed inequity, you know, why should only those people who can afford quality journalism have access to it? We are sustained by a corporate trust, but primarily, as I mentioned, we're voluntarily reader funded as well as some philanthropic grants and advertiser supports. So all that being said, you know, we have a reader first philosophy. We're all about, we're funded by our readers for our readers. The other thing that really differentiates us from any other news organization here is that we are the first major international media organization to become a certified B Corp. So we do I love a lot that. of, I know, right? And a lot of people don't know what B Corp is, but it's basically an ongoing commitment to become a more purposeful business. You know, we're, we are measured by five across five areas, including governance, workers, community, environment, and customers. And it's a very stringent process to become a B Corp. You have to be recertified and we were just recertified. You know, so you might say, why is that important? Well, it's important because we do a lot of reporting on businesses and we we hold businesses to account, right? So we want to make sure that we're walking our walk internally as well. And that when we tell an organization or a business that they need to be more sustainable, um, when we report on you know racial or um, gender inequities in the workplace, that we're doing the work internally to make sure that we are walking that walk. Alexis, I can't believe that you mentioned the B Corp aspect and the B Corp recertification because I have a meeting on my calendar this afternoon to start our recertification process, Kid Glove as a B Corp. And I've gone on record several times as saying it's a very rigorous process, but definitely very, very worthwhile as well. Becoming a B Corp, you know, before we became a B Corp, I think we espoused a lot of the beliefs and practices, but just going through the process made us better. And I'm guessing you found the same thing because it it really makes you formalize some of the processes and policies and practices to make sure your actions match your intentions, I believe. Absolutely. And as and as a journalist, you know, again, we're reporting on these things. So we better have, you know, our yeah. T's crossed and dot and I's dotted. Well, good for you. And congratulations on the recertification. So Thank one you. thing too, as I was preparing for this interview, your title is executive director and head of purpose partnerships. I talked to a lot of executive directors, but not very many head of purpose partnerships. Can you talk to us about what that role entails? Sure. The Guardian was really founded and grounded in purpose, you know, and and again, you know, we talked about some of the key things that we report on and some of the things that are important for our organization. You know, a few years ago, they put me in this role and I'm really built to identify and build relationships and ultimately work with an incredible marketing team that I have to develop multidimensional programs with organizations, both not-for-profits and for-profit corporations who are interested in leaning into messaging around sustainability. So, you know, talking about the planet, people, and community, you know, evangelizing topics like sustainability, DEI, and social equity and impact. So, you know, for us at The Guardian, the ideal purpose partners are those who are who our values and beliefs align with those organizations, yeah. and they're as passionate as we are and committed to their efforts to do good and improve our world. 
And I know this may sound, you know, Pollyanna, but, you know, organizations who walk the walk like the Guardian does create really authentic partnerships that resonate with our compassionate reader base, you know, so whether they're, you know, looking for funding for their not-for-profit work or just want to talk about their sustainability initiatives and um, their fair work practices, you know, we are here to help amplify those initiatives. Yeah, you know, Alexis, I think with our upcoming Gen Z and their documented demonstration and desire for making a change in social impact, I think I think it's not Pollyanna anymore. It's what uh, the consumer and the workforce are demanding and will increasingly demand. But it is kind of funny because you know, it's it's probably not, it's definitely not what I learned when I went to college, probably not what you learned when you went to college, you know, the hard-nosed, negotiating, bottom line focused business practices versus the triple bottom line where we're focusing on people, purpose, and planet. So I, I appreciate that you say that because sometimes I feel the same way. I feel like, are people going to think? This is all too Pollyanna, too fluffy, but this is this is the way of the world. So I'd love to hear some examples, examples of purpose partnerships that you have in place. All right. Well, I, I'm going to share two. Let me right. share the first one that is a corporation that we all recognize. Um, and this shows you that budgets can come big and small, right? When I we, love when it. In the purpose work. So we recently worked with Procter & Gamble. Oh, big Big, big, big. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, when we say big, 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 remember that when you're talking about corporate or purpose advertising or messaging, a lot of the time, those aren't budgets that come from traditional media budgets. You know, they're not necessarily, there's no dotted line to the ROI, right, to sell product. This is more about talking about corporate initiatives that they're doing. So we were really excited. And this was a relationship that's been in the works for quite a while. And the goal was to amplify the sustainability work that they're doing, really important work about water scarcity, both globally and actually in this country. Four billion people are experiencing water scarcity in the world. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And in this country too, there are water water shortages. Um, So we collaborated with both the P&G sustainability corporate team, as well as the Cascade brand to debunk the myths behind pre-washing your dishes. And the fact that if you use quality detergent, pre-washing is not even necessary. And running your dishwasher every night, if you quote unquote, do it every night, it saves more water than washing dishes by hand. I've seen those commercials, by the way. And when I first saw them, I was like, are you serious? I could just run my dishwasher every night and that saves water. I love that. Yeah. So let me give you some facts and figures. This is kind of crazy. The amount of water we use per day, the average amount of water. 80 to 100 gallons per day. And the amount you can save by washing, by not pre washing your dishes and running your your dishwasher every night could be 100 gallons a week. Wow. People can't see me, but my jaw just dropped. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a really great project because it was a video. It was a person on the street video where we actually just asked people, you know, how much water do you think you use? Do you pre-wash your dishes? I mean, I think one of my favorite women who was interviewed said, oh yes, with hot water and lots of soap, I get them really clean and then I put them in the dishwasher. Yes. Yes. So, you know, it was a really important conversation and the, you know, water stewardship work that Procter & Gamble is doing 
is, is really incredible. And they're really creating a positive impact. And it's important for us to talk about those things, because I think a lot of people don't think about Procter and Gamble beyond selling the incredible products and innovative products that they create, but they're actually doing the work too. That's pretty cool. Now you, you said know, this, you had a second example. I do. Okay. Um, so this one is more of a not-for-profit. So, you know, I really wanted to give you an example of both a corporate partnership that we did as well as a not-for-profit. And this is Bloomberg Philanthropies and their partnership for healthy cities. I'm really proud of this. This is a, a two-year program that we've had with them. Um, this latest one really focused on um, non-communicable <laughs> NCDs or non-communicable diseases. Yeah. What we've discovered during the pandemic, right, is that public health is incredibly important, especially in urban environments. And this one really focused on immersive, interactive experience that are highlighting three cities and their innovative tactics to reduce NCDs and injuries. You know, eight out of 10 deaths worldwide are associated with NCDs. So wow. we featured urban centers in corners of the globe that talked about everything from um, traffic fatalities to nutritious meal policies to decrease obesity, as well as um, cutting down on smoking and selling tobacco products. I think what was so amazing about this um, program that our marketing department worked in collaborations with Vital Strategies and Bloomberg Philanthropies Partnership for Healthy Cities is that it included just about everything you can imagine in this feature. You know, original illustrations, photography, interactive maps, even audio from the mayors in these three global wow. cities. I can't wait. I want to go look that up. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it sounds amazing. You know, you've given me, you've given us great examples You've already touched on this, but I, I want to ask this next question because I do want to bring it into focus. Mm -hmm. In your opinion, what really sets the Guardian U.S. apart from other news organizations and news websites in the country? I think the paywall is huge. Yeah. Right. We're not yes. owned by anyone. We're not beholden to anyone. Yes. All of the revenue that we receive through reader donations, advertising, affiliate philanthropic funding, that's all reinvested in the journalism yeah. to produce quality, in-depth reporting. So we can truly say that we are independent. We're open to all, we're funded by many, and we're beholden to no one. And I think that's really what sets us apart from anyone else. I love hearing you say those things. It sounds like you've said those words before <laughs> as well, which I do appreciate. So, so tell me this then, are there some common misperceptions about the Guardian US or maybe even about the media industry as a whole that you would like to address? I mean, absolutely. I think first and foremost, you know, all news is fake news, right? Ugh, there, there's yeah. all there's this feeling out there that, you know, every news organization has their own bent, their own opinion, um, and that no one is really an honest reporter or an honest source of information anymore. And so I, I should say, fess up. I should fess up yeah. that right before we started, mm -hmm. I told you about my healthy skepticism of the news industry, right? So I will admit to that. Yeah. And you know what? Healthy skepticism is okay. I mean, the public should hold journalists accountable for their work. Um, but there are trusted quality journalists out there. And I would tell you that in the US, over 150 of them work for The Guardian. 
Wow. That's quite yeah. a that's quite a force. We hired 50 new editorial heads this year. So I mean if if that doesn't validate and point to the fact that our journalism is resonating with people, I don't know what will. I mean we that's... are growing, our audience is growing and we are you know doubling down on being that voice for the voiceless and investigative reporting this year, especially in such a huge year. You know, I think another misconception is, oh, it's just another news outlet can't be differentiated from the others. Well, I think you've seen, you know, especially with the paywall, we can, in fact, be differentiated from the others. I love walking into my meetings and they'll say, hmm, you're a British newspaper. Well, that's how we started 200 years ago, but we've certainly (laughs) evolved since then. Yeah. Um, But I think my favorite, Lynn, is, oh, and this, this only really happens in the U.S., by the way. Isn't the Guardian an insurance company? <laughs> yes, I do have to admit I have a Guardian card in my wallet. So, yes. I do too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Alexis, I'm always curious about individual paths. You know, I'm I'm curious what part of your background or your past experiences shaped your interest and appreciation for media and led you to this role? Well, so aside from five years with a Silicon Valley startup, I've really always worked in media and specifically news and, you know, almost for almost 30 years, you know, I'm the granddaughter of of immigrants um, who always had newspapers and magazines, local newspapers, you know, U.S. newspapers and magazines and even global sources in their home. And my parents, both my parents were voracious readers and news consumers and still are. So it's likely why I majored in journalism. I was attracted to the industry from the time I went to college, and I have a huge respect for news organizations and reputable reporters, even though I went onto the business side yeah. of the work. Um, and though this may sound really outdated, I'm going to you know show my age. I believe journalism is the fourth branch of government mm-hmm. and integral to the survival of our democracy. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm passionate about working and representing those like The Guardian who are doing the work. You know, I might not be writing the content that's in um, that's on our site, but I am, you know, really proud of what we're doing, especially in today's media landscape of fake news and user generated content mm-hmm. that really doesn't accurately reflect the great work of journalists um, and disseminate so much misinformation. So, you know, the Guardian's position as this credible independent news source is more important than ever. And then I feel that my job evangelizing that is more important than ever. Yeah, I feel your passion and your understanding for the reporting. And I am sure that really adds to what you do on a day-to-day and a very high-level basis. So Alexis, I'm going to ask you next my very favorite question. We've done nearly 200 podcasts and I've asked it on every single one that I have moderated. And that is, could you provide us an original Alexis Schwartz motivational quote to inspire our listeners? It's funny because I have so many motivational quotes, but none of them are attributed to me. So Uh this is a really tough one. But I think if I had to say anything, and it's kind of been my motto since I started working, um, was just put in the work. Just put in the work because hard work does pay off. I love it. Just put in the work. That is fantastic. And you know, that's exactly why I love asking this question. I have had 
the opportunity to talk to so many smart and interesting and passionate people like you. And we all have our favorite quotes from other people, but it's amazing what a base of quotes, inspirational quotes we've built from people who have been on this podcast as well. So thank you for that. So Alexis, for our listeners who now you've piqued their interest, they'd like to learn more about The Guardian New US. They'd like to support you. How can they find out more? Oh gosh, I have a list of ways they can find out more. Fantastic. Visit The Guardian, download the app, Great. sign up for the free newsletters, um, listen to a podcast. You, I bet you didn't know that we coined the term podcast in 2004. Wow, I didn't know that. Isn't that fun? Yes. That's amazing. Of, in, in an article, one of our reporters called it podcasting. Wow. Um, engage with our hands, enhanced soccer coverage. Um, we we have always been a football-focused sports coverage, and we doubled down on that this year, as well as our newest vertical, well, actually, and our newest um reclaim your brain newsletter, how to disconnect from your phone, follow one of our live blogs. That's the other thing that we, we do really well, whether we're, you know, following an election or the women's world cup, we are live blogging from the event, share content that resonates with you on your social media channels. We're, uh, we're always discoverable via Apple news and Google and, and LinkedIn and X, I guess. <laughs> um, and, you know, donate to credible, donate, 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 donate to support credible independent journalism. And lastly, contact me. I'm always available to have a chat or send information. Um, you can find my contact information on the web or via LinkedIn. That's fantastic. In preparation for this, this conversation, Alexis, I have spent some time reading The Guardian and found it to be, The Guardian US specifically, um, and found it to be really a great source. And I was inspired to make a donation. So anybody who values independent journalism, give check this out. And, and I would encourage you to, to make a donation as well. So Alexis, what a fun conversation. As we bring this to a close, I'd love to have you tell us what is the most important thing about your work that you would like our listeners to take away. Okay. So I'm going to get on my soapbox for a minute. Um, we've already kind of touched on this, but I'll reiterate that, you know, in today's divisive media landscape, the Guardian is truly a unique news platform, independent and free from influence. You know, no other brand can really make that claim and create this environment for both our readers and our advertising partners. Because we've earned our readers' trust, there's a rub off for advertising partners too. They trust the journalism and they trust the brands that we choose to partner with, and we are very selective. So it's brand transference at work or a halo effect. Consumers judge a brand by the company it keeps. There I go. I'm I'm absolutely I'm using, I'm using a quote. But you know, if I could leave you with one thing in this very important election year, don't avoid the news. Embrace the news. Be brand brave and about the messages you're disseminating and the environments that you choose to engage with. Embrace the irreparable ones who are doing the work. Amazing. That sounds so refreshing. refreshing. <laughs> and Alexis, I'm going to say I fully believe the world needs more people like you. We need more media outlets like The Guardian US. And I appreciate you taking the time to share today. 
Well, I appreciate you having me here and letting me evangelize all that I love about The Guardian. We hope you enjoyed today's Agency for Change podcast. To hear all our interviews with those who are making a positive change in our communities or to nominate a changemaker you'd love to hear from, visit kidglove.com at K-I-D-G-L-O-V.com to get in touch. As always, if you like what you've heard today, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.